you doing? Okay. Are we going to introduce ourselves first this time? I was thinking, I feel like we're a little bit more in the right, like, on the right track off the bat. Okay. Welcome to My Favorite Haunting, the podcast. Yes. I'm Mel. I'm Ames. (laughs) (laughs) We did it right that time. No no opening teaser this week. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Just jumped right in. Um, I have a funny story, kind of, Okay, a little bit amusing. Um, we did, was it the last episode? No, it couldn't be the last episode because that's the one, the one before you did Chernobyl. Yes. So like the next day I went into the HBO app and it was advertising like, oh, Chernobyl. And I'm like, yeah, I've seen that movie. <laughs> and I was like, I was kind of like, that's so funny. We were just talking about it like yesterday. Mm-hmm. And um, then a few more days go by and I go in again because I was um, going to watch Game of Thrones, I think. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and it comes up again. So then I was like, yeah, I'm in the mood for a scary movie. Maybe I'll watch this again. It's been a while. And I click on it. It's not the movie (laughs) it's um like a docudrama i think that's the term for it right when it's like um it's like a a mini it's not reenactments oh there's like real actors in it yeah stone scars guard isn't it (laughs) um which it took me forever to recognize him like i'm like i hear his voice but this guy doesn't look anything like him (laughs) um i had imdb it to check myself (laughs) but um i highly recommend it it's really really good um And I binged it all in one day. <laughs> <laughs> how how many episodes? It was only four. Oh, but, okay. I mean, it's HBO, so there's no commercials. So it's like four, like you have like an hour show. It's usually like 42 minutes or something yeah. like that. It's like a solid like 60 plus minutes. <laughs> like, cause HBO does its own thing. So it's like, it's not really just an hour. Like the actual episode can be like an hour and six minutes, uh-huh. an hour and 20 minutes, you know, like depending on. Like American Horror Story in the last couple seasons they were just like we're gonna end whenever we feel like yeah it. <laughs> walking dead does that too game of thrones does that like some are shorter some are longer so you know when you have your own network you kind of can i guess do whatever you make your own rules i guess so um but it's really good it's really they explore a couple of um character storylines that are some are frustrating like for, for like how the government handled it at first it's mm-hmm. really like Oh my God, you assholes. And then there's, it follows a couple of like the, um, uh, like a, one of the firefighters uh-huh. and like his wife and, um, like the miners. And it, like some of it is just like, cause you know, like yeah. you are, it's one of those things where it's like you already know what's going to happen. Like the Titanic. Yeah. Remember Titanic. It's like, <laughs> spoiler alert, the ship sinks at the end. Yeah. Like, motherfucker, don't spoil that for me. But like it, cause it's one of those historical things where it's like, you know how it's going to end. Yeah. It's like the, the ride is like, you know, an emotional yeah. roller coaster. So, anyways, so I just wanted to recommend that. And I thought it was funny that it was like the yeah. day after we recorded that. And I was like, what? <laughs> HBO spying on us. How did they know? <laughs> yeah, don't, don't they do that all the time to you? Not just HBO, just technology Everybody. in general. <laughs> Facebook, especially. Oh my God. So, because I've, I don't know if I mentioned this on this podcast or not yet, but I finally found my own apartment down in the city so I can stop mooching off my cousin who's been so 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 patient with me the last few months um so i was looking at mattresses mm-hmm. and 
like not even on so because Facebook is on my phone, but I wasn't even looking at them on my phone. <laughs> and at first, I wasn't even um, actually no. Okay, first, how it happened was I was texting about mattresses, uh-huh. and then I started getting ads on Facebook like immediately for mattresses. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like. Because I know that they spy on your internet searches, uh-huh. which I hate, and it's disgusting and, and horribly, horribly invasive. Yeah. But now, like, I before I even did a Google search, <laughs> and I was texting about it. So, like, you're spying my text messages? Yeah. Excuse, this is why Not I cool. hate Facebook. But, I mean, everyone's on it, so. Yeah. There it is. And it literally is, like, every two posts I have a mattress ad. <laughs> That's terrible. Um, even worse than monitoring the texting though mm-hmm. is, or like Google searches is, um, I've had verbal conversations. Yeah. So for example, so, um, my cousin's been using this dating app mm-hmm. and she was, we were talking about it. Like she was telling me all about it. My yeah. phone was sitting, you know, like next to me on the couch or whatever. Uh-huh. This was a few months ago. And she, she's like telling me like, how it works and like, like telling me about guys she's chatting with or whatever. And I like that night (laughs) I'm scrolling through Facebook and I'm getting all these ads for dating apps. Oh, nice. I'm like, I literally like never searched for one, (laughs) never typed anything in about it. Yeah. And we were just talking about it and there it all is. Like, where's the line? Anyway, (laughs) Um, oh my God. Another cool thing. Mm-hmm. We have merch. Oh, that's right. Well, we will have merch. It's, it's been shipped. It's, it's due in next week. Okay. We have stickers and ma- we will have stickers and magnets. I'm so excited. Cool. They look so awesome. I'm so excited. Now, Thanks, Custom Ink. Are they bumper stickers or just regular stickers? Um, you can put it on your bumper. It's like a vinyl sticker. Okay, I just so you can stick it, yeah. How, if how weatherproofy it would, yeah, 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 yeah. You can put it wherever you want. Okay, so um, I'll put one on my vehicle. I, I will make an exception. I'll put one on mine too. I swear to myself, when I got this car, I would never put bumper stickers on it, and I made it. I made it like a solid five years. I know. And then, and then I found. <laughs> I'm gonna like put my car on blast now, but I found on Amazon a Jarvis is my co-pilot bumper sticker yeah it was pretty cool and i bought it and then just for shits and giggles i threw on a cap shield and a deadpool (laughs) um but i made it like a solid five years with no stickers on the car i'm proud of myself so i mean you know what's one more (laughs) anyways so (laughs) i'm really excited for these to come in because i i love giving stuff away like you like like, I don't even care about, like, making money off of it. But if you guys want to buy one or two, I mean, I wouldn't say no to that. <laughs> pricing to come. Um, but <laughs> I'm like, we have stuff to give away. I'm so excited. Yeah, we'll give some stuff away. Uh, so that's a fun thing that's coming. So keep your ears open for those details. Is that everything we needed to discuss? I think so. Whatever. You know, we'll discuss like 17 more things in the course of stories. So Sure. Why not? Oh, should we talk about ghosts? Well, hey, maybe. 
You I mean, guys don't want to hear about ghosts, do you? No, they just want to hear about I, random the, stuff. The resounding... Well, yeah. I mean, that's like the consensus of all the reviews that we've been getting is just like, just keep talking about random shit. <laughs> it's a ghost podcast, but we don't we don't want to hear about ghosts. Just keep talking about <laughs> cats and Avengers and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That makes sense. Oh, I think so. <laughs> like, it's like a bait and switch, but like, aren't you so much happier with the switch? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We're all here for ghosts. Uh, <laughs> who's going first? Uh, I don't know. Yours is probably better. Do you want to save it for last? I, so... Maybe, but I hate when you say that because I feel like the pressure is on. Oh, and like I'm now, sorry. if it sucks, no, because mine was really hard to find information because of what it is now. Oh, oh boy, is it? Oh, <laughs> okay, you go. Tell me a story. Okay, so actually, we have a theme. We did asylum. Oh, we did. Yes. Okay, yay. So I did Willard Asylum for the chronic insane. Okay, so you said. <laughs> I know we had mentioned like, oh, we can do a theme of uh-huh. asylums, but you, when you sent me that email, is it because, you know, I don't open the emails until after we record. Yeah. So I just see the subject line sitting there and all it <laughs> says was Willard. And I thought it was a person. I legit thought like, oh, <laughs> it's either like Willard is haunted or it's the ghost of Willard. That'll be fun. Willard's a fun name. Well, it's actually named after the doctor that put the motion uh, in front of the government to make this place happen, who died shortly after it it was passed. Did he die in the asylum? No, he was varying accounts, but some kind of illness, heart attack or tuberculosis or something like that, because those are similar. (laughs) Heart attack, TB, whatever, close enough. I, I, yeah, different places said different things. And this is in Ovid, New York. Um, some people say the town is called Willard. Some people say it's Ovid. I'm not sure if there are two towns that are close to each other and this is maybe like in the middle of it. How or what? How, what year was the um, asylum built? Um, construction began in 1866. So it could be that people refer to the area as Willard because it's known for that asylum. It's been there so long. I found something similar with mine that some people referred to that area as, I don't want to say what it is yet. The asylum's name? Yeah, but it's (laughs) not. Okay. So for what it looks like, like, Officially, the town is Ovid. Where is Ovid? It sounds it's, familiar. It's on the eastern side of Seneca Lake. Seneca Lake. That's the Finger Lakes, right? Yeah, the Finger so Lakes. It's, over. it's in between two Finger Lakes. I can't remember what the other one is. Do you know where Five Points is? Yeah, we went there. Yeah, it's right near there. Five Points. We <laughs> we didn't get arrested. We went on a field trip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we We did not go to prison. <laughs> Well, we went to prison, but, but we, we, we weren't incarcerated. We were not incarcerated in prison. <laughs> this is now the Willard Drug Treatment Center operated by the New York State Department of Corrections. 
I almost forgot what those letters stood for that I have written down Doc, on my thing. Doctor. New York well, State doctor. Well, it says N-Y-S-D-O-C-C-S. I don't know what the C-S stands for, but... Department of Correctional... Coordinated Services, maybe? Coordinated Correctional Services? Sure, why not? Um, Welcome to in, our podcast where we just make shit up. Yep. <laughs> Sounds good to me. In collaboration with Oasis, and it's a 90-day shock or boot camp style program for low level offenders and parolee violators with drug Oof. and alcohol issues. And that, we visited one of those too. And that is why I had a hard time finding yeah. information on the haunting side of this. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Because um because they're not people like in not Canada. talking. <laughs> it's not like in Canada where they keep a ledger yeah. in the government buildings about all the ghost sightings. Exactly. <laughs> But um, I eventually came across stuff. And the funny thing is, another one story I was researching, I found tons of the haunting and I had a hard time finding anything on the history, which was weird. Anyway. But I feel like that's what I always run into. I can find one or the other. Yeah. Okay. So um, all all the history I got from a really good source called asylumprojects.org. Oh, hello. Yeah. It's exactly what you think it is. That sounds helpful. <laughs> it's, it's information on a lot of different asylums. And, like, they have, like, lists and lists and lists. I think it's the whole country. And some of them are, like, blacked out, like, they're not actually a link yet because there's no information yet. But they have lots of Basically, like, a directory. Pretty much. Sounds awesome. And you click on it and you get a whole bunch of information. Oh, that sounds so useful. Yes. It was it was very good. Um, so the Willard Asylum represents um, a second and major step toward transferring responsibility of the care of the mentally ill to the state. So it used to be like each individual town would be responsible for its own issues and stuff. And um, the first step they did was the Utica Lunatic Asylum, which was built in 1843. And that was for acute cases. So they go in there for like two weeks and either they got better or they didn't get better and they get went back to wherever they were, which is mostly like almshouses and poor houses and things like that, where the treatment was really terrible. Yes. Mine started out as a poorhouse. So where Willard was built was the site of the state's first agricultural college, but they didn't last long. Like months after it was opened, the president and most of the teachers and students marched off to fight the Civil War. No. So it, it got abandoned and they never returned and it was never reopened. So in 1866, construction began on the asylum building. Which the first original building of the asylum was torn down in the 1980s. But the building that was the um, agricultural college was transformed into um, housing. Um, I think I have that later in here. And that I think that building is still on the grounds. I think they actually renovated it and still use it for something else right now. So the asylum was built on the approved 
institutional design of the day <laughs> with a three-story center structure for administration and two long wings on either side, one for male and one for female. That sounds like my college dorm. <laughs> um, and it was uh, 250 bed capacity. On October 13th, 1969, Mar- 13, sorry. <laughs> Mary wrote, became the asylum's first patient and like how they describe how she like arrived. She had been like chained to the corner of her almshouse room for like 10 years. And like, she was all deformed because of it. And like, she was still in chains when she got off the boat at Seneca on Seneca Lake to come to this place because that's the Main mode of transportation was boats. They had a dock right to go on and come off to the asylum. Yeah. Did they say what she may have been suffering from? Um, that they would have treated her like that? I can't remember. Because um, I always find it interesting to go back in, in those types of cases because they handled mental illness so differently and it was like if they couldn't figure out what to do with you mm-hmm. immediately they just basically change you yeah. to like a bed or the wall or whatever and just left you to be crazy in your own head yeah i and i don't remember it saying in the little bits of information that they had within a few months admissions outstripped the building's 250 bed capacity so the form, that's when the former college building was um, renovated for housing for higher functioning patients. And it was named the Grand View. And it's the oldest structure on the grounds. And it is still used today for Finger Lakes Federal Credit Union has offices there. And the DOC's, U, DOC uses it as a training building. So... So it got remodeled. Um, By the end of the first year, the census um, stated there was uh, almost 700 patients. And then they started construction. So they started constructing detached buildings away from the main building. The detached buildings housed working patients and their attendants. So this facility ended up being its, like, own little community, self-sustaining. They had farms, they had morgue, they had a cemetery, and they basically, the patients tended the farm and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, 1872, work on Sunnycraft. And they call it a salmon-colored two-story building, was uh, started. It was rehabilitated in 1962 and today is inside the um, drug treatment center fence. So not easy to get to. (laughs) Um, Sunnycroft had... uh, Sunnycroft has eight fifty bed dormitories as well as office and activity rooms. 
Another detached structure from the 1870s, Edgemere, located outside the structure, outside the security fence, is now used by the Drug Training Center for training and staff functions. By 1877, with more than 1,500 patients, it was the it was the largest asylum in the United States. By 1890, when the name was changed to Willard State Hospital, and its function enlarged to include acute as well as chronic patients, the census hit 2,000. Um, Willard grew outward, gathering neighboring properties for farmland and kept the buildings, eventually topping 70 buildings, large and small. Wow. That was, that was such a big area of this town. <laughs> Among later structures were the Birches and Hatch buildings. Both, along with Sunnycroft, are inside the the treat, treatment center's uh, security fence. The Birches is used for pearly housing, classrooms, vocational shops, and offices. Hatch is used for housing and is also um, an administration building. The peak population... In Willard Asylum was 4,440 in 1953. And in 1995, it closed as an asylum. And when they closed it down, um, I guess they were going to be demolishing some of the buildings. So people were going through the buildings and looking for anything salvageable that they could send to like um, museums and historical societies and different things like that. And in one of the buildings up in the attic, they found 400 suitcases with patients' belongings. And there is a book called The Lives They Left Behind, which I've just started reading, which they took, I want to say 20 ish um, suitcases that had the most interesting things in, in them and they researched the patients and what brought them to the asylum and how long they stayed and if they well if their suitcase was there they were they buried in died there. they died yeah. there and they were buried in the cemetery on the grounds and um, it's very interesting. There's also a photo. What is it called? When it's just book. It's a book, but it's just photos. I don't remember. A picture book? No. Coffee table book? I don't know, but they called it something in particular. It's a guy, a, a professional photographer, like photographed all 400 suitcases that with the items that were left in it and like put it together in a thing. And Photo I can't, essay? Maybe. Maybe it was something like that. And then um, they also... <laughs> they also do a traveling tour with some of these suitcases, like going to different museums and stuff. Oh, that's kind of cool. So that was interesting to find out. And... Um, that like I'm sorry, it just that reminded me of um when the um Titanic exhibit was mm -hmm. traveling around. Did you go when it was in Rochester? 
I didn't even know it was in Rochester. Yeah, I took my mom. I saw it in New York, and then I came up, and it was here. Oh, and I, I took know. my mom to it. Um, it was maybe like a month or so. It was a while ago. I mean, at least ten or fifteen years ago. <laughs> um, but they had because it was they had. It was when they were excavating mm-hmm. everything from down there, and so they had just all this stuff on display that mm-hmm. they had salvaged from the wreck and like they cleaned it up and everything. They had a yeah. lot of passenger artifacts and um, mm-hmm. like suitcases and like clothes. Like, and it's amazing. Like stuff was down under the water for a hundred years. Yeah. Actually it might've been like 2012. Like it might've been for like the hundredth anniversary or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just um, it, like the, the stuff that survived yeah. like paperwork like passports, mm-hmm. money, photos, letters. Like the letters were heartbreaking because a lot of them were like they're writing their loved ones about the journey and everything. It's like that letter uh-huh. never got sent. Yeah. Um, and they had like per- like women's perfumes. Mm-hmm. Um, like they were still in the bottles and they um, unstoppered them and put them in like these plastic cases with like just a teeny little like pinhole. Mm-hmm. So like to preserve, like preserve it as much as possible. Like you could smell through the pinhole. You could smell the perfume. Like it's oh, wow. still good. Mm-hmm. Like it just, so anyway, it just, that just reminded me of that because it was similar with like all that. Yeah. And it's interesting to like in the book, they're talking about how they it was interesting to find out, what they were doing before they got committed and what their lives were like and what was going on. And it says like one of the people was like a shoe salesman and he had really nice fancy pair of shoes in his suitcase and galoshes and stuff like that. Galoshes. (laughs) And then, um, I'm like, why do I always think of food when I think of galoshes? But I think it's because it re- it's close to goulash. <laughs> goulash. And um, so I, in the cemetery, there are 38 known graves, and they're all of Civil War veterans that were um, patients at the asylum. Mm. And they're the only graves that were marked. And there are over 5,000 unnamed graves there. And they wow. only have numbers. And the there was a movement, I don't remember exactly the date when it started, of um, former patients of asylums and advocates of that because this was a common practice to just number the graves mm-hmm. because... They say because of patient confidentiality and, um, (laughs) and, um, so all over the country, like people and advocacy groups are trying to get these graves replaced with the markers, the numbers with the person's name of who is there and, for some reason, the people for the Willard Asylum are having a lot more difficulty, it sounds, about this. Because they were like, we're going to get 500 people named and then 
she's like, well, and then it was being, they were being so difficult and they were saying it's about patient confidentiality and stuff like that, that we were going to try to get this one person's grave found and marked and sort of victory on that one person. He was, oh, I don't remember his name, but he was a patient there for 60 plus years. And he was the person that dug the graves for every patient during his time there. Oh, like wow. he like basically dug a grave like two days before he passed away. That's like how long he worked there. I mean, he seemed content in his work apparently, but they finally got a memorial for him, like a stone with a plaque on it dedicated to him and the work that he did there because he spent his life maintaining the cemetery and it looked looked so nice like in the 1960s I think is when he died they have a picture from then and they have a picture from uh, either 95 or 2000 somewhere around there and the drastic change in it is like an overgrown field now and you can't even see where the markers are because no one takes care of it it's because patient confidentiality in that case I call bullshit. It's they don't care. They don't want to do the work. They're mm-hmm. these people are dead. They probably don't have family. Yeah. Because they would have cleaned they would have claimed the bodies, right? Uh yeah. The people that had family that could claim the body, um, they the bodies of those people were buried in cemeteries around town. Mm-hmm. And or they worship back home or where from wherever they were from. Yeah. Um, but also, there is a good portion of bodies that were not claimed, and they were sent off for medical research. There was one story I came across of. Um, a mother that was poor. I think they were from downstate somewhere. I don't know if it was New York city or just down in the bottom mm-hmm. portion of the state, but she didn't have finance. She was not financially able to be able to come up and visit her son that got committed and transferred up to Willard. And eventually she got them enough money to go visit And she got there. And he was dead. And they said he was dead. What the fuck? And he was sent off for medical research. Oh, that's such bullshit. Because no one claimed the body, but they also did not They didn't notify her. her. Exactly. See, and that's... That's why that's bullshit. Yeah. I mean, at the time, the Willard Asylum was one of the better places for patients to go, but still by today's standards, it was still not... Yeah, and that's the difference is the standards over time. Like, they were so – and, like, that's just the way it was, but, like, it's such bullshit. Like, I can't even – oh, that poor woman. Yeah. Okay, so that was – that was everything for the history. And And now now for the haunting. No, you have to say it right. On to the haunting. On to the haunting. You make me feel self-conscious about that. No, I, it's <laughs> great. It's your trademark. I'm telling you, it's your catchphrase. Okay. 
Okay, so um, since this is a Department of Corrections facility, it was very difficult to get some information, but I finally came across some things. So um, the first few things I came across were very vague stuff, like there have been reports of hearing screams and voices echoing throughout the buildings. Visitors report seeing the apparition of a red-haired woman. She is believed to be a former nurse or doctor, accounts vary, who later became a patient of Wilder herself. <sighs> She's Harley Quinn. <laughs> and um, like also a woman yelling or screaming in the middle of the night. And um, corrections officers, um, their title is security supervisor. So they're, they've had... <laughs> That's adorable. They had, uh, like, they're supervisors, so they've, you know, had experience. They know what's what with uh, difficult correctional peoples. Yeah. Spent the night in one of the renovated buildings. Got up in the middle of the night and left. Refused to return, even to gather their belongings. No. That is all the information there was like no, no explanation. Reason, just no, no explanations of why they wouldn't. They, I, I'm assuming probably they wouldn't say because they would have sent them for a psych eval, probably. <laughs> and then they would have been like Dr. Harley Quinn, and they would have turned into a patient. <laughs> um, then I came across Port City Paranormal Team. They're from Wilmington, North Carolina. PCP Port City Paranormal. <laughs> uh, actually, PCPT. Listen. That's what they go by. Anyway, according to Port City Paranormal, they uh, SWAT, te- SWAT trainees bunking in Grandview and Elliott Hall frequently report ghostly encounters and many refuse to stay in the buildings overnight. Cell phones ring. Keys repeatedly knocked to the floor, whispering, doorknobs turning, screaming, and black shadows have been reported with every new class session. I'm sorry, did you say cell phones ringing? Yep. Like randomly, I guess no one's dead on the other end. I don't know about that one. I need a lot of prank calls in these dormitories. I I mean... (laughs) Your wife is checking in on you? Like, I, I would need more information on that one. But the, yeah. the rest of it, okay. I'll give you. And um, they investigated in 2008, 2009. Like, they have came back several times. Several buildings on the site where most noted activity they encountered was around the outside. They didn't go inside um, this one building because it was unsafe conditions. They were told they could not go inside it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did EVPs and stuff around the perimeter to see what they could do. Um, it was one of the oldest buildings called the Maples, where they caught six EVPs, many of which were associated with EMF spikes. If you want to go listen to these, they put them up so people can hear them. Oh, good job, PCP. So their website is www.portcityparanormal.com slash the hyphen asylum. We can put that link up somewhere. Yes. Um, but yeah, they have their EVPs up for you to listen to. They say wear headphones so you can hear them. Yeah. Clearly. That's all. I, I mean, I would, I would just say that like, 
always, mm-hmm. if you guys are going to try to listen to EVPs, always do it with headphones because it's just always better. And they also caught four more EVPs in the basement of the Grant View. And then I came across an episode of the sh- TV show called Paranormal State. Mm-hmm. And they investigated. I didn't. I didn't happen to get um, a year, but it was season one of whenever that show started, episode sixteen, and it, the episode's called The Asylum. Do you know what a Frank box is? Is that like a ghost box? Is it where it just spits out random words? Yeah, like they it gathers like all the atmospheric like wavelengths and stuff, and then it starts talking (laughs) okay well they called it a frank box okay um or uh, the telephone to the dead they also called it that too (laughs) (laughs) ring ring hello who's this it's the dead (laughs) um so they used one of those and yes i was just gonna um season one was 2007 okay so in 2007 they went 2007 2008 somewhere around there um so they got direct replies to questions. One, how many spirits are in this building? They got seven. Who? Are, what are their names? They got Lucy. Anything else here with you? They got Demon. No. And due to the suggestion of a demon, they contacted Lorraine Warren. Okay. First, let me say, they were. Th- I think they were there in that town for like a week or something. Because they kept on going back and they they were saying the next day, the next day, the next day. So they were there for a long time. It's like a prolonged investigation. Yes. That's, cool. That's how Lorraine Warren had time to get there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they contacted Lorraine Warren to join the investigation. And she did. Oh, and she showed Lorraine. up. And I was so surprised when she showed up. And I was like, oh, wow. Oh. So, um... When they did their ghost hunter type investigation portions, like, so they were doing things, asking um, the person that ran there to, you know, give them their tour. And then they went and investigated with documentation of people and stuff, like went through records and things like that. And then they did the ghost box thingy or Frank box, whatever it's called. And then they did like a ghost hunter-esque type where they split up into groups and they go do their EVP sessions and things like that. So they did that and they also have, I guess, a psychic on their team named Chip. Chip. (laughs) So Chip, Lorraine, and the lead investigator creator of this group, Ryan, they went on into their own group and they did their investigations and um, and Chip seemed to be getting taken like they were talking trying to get contact and stuff like that and Chip started seeming like he was getting taken over by something or being choked and um, and they like Ryan seemed to get very uncomfortable. So he asked Chip if he wanted to be done with this. Chip said yes. 
So Lorraine just like hauled back and slapped him in the face. Ah! <laughs> and then when he was, when he like came to himself and he sounded like himself again, he's like, thank you. Like, oh my God. It was, it was, it was kind of funny, but it was kind of like freaky too. Like. This is weird. I wish I could have met her. She sounds like such a <laughs> fucking badass. And then at the same time in a different location in that building, um, I'm not sure what building they were actually in. They didn't specify what the building was, but it was one of the ones that had been renovated because it's all nice and modern, modern yeah. looking inside. Um, I'm assuming it's one of the ones where the people are the dormitory type things are for the officers and stuff because it's not where the correctional people are. <laughs> um, so three of the other investigators were in the basement doing EVP work. And as soon as one of them said, give me a sign. If someone is here, they heard a noise behind them. And throughout the rest of their time, they heard what sounded like talking and walking around on the floor above them. And they, um, Ask, I think it was two other investigators were monitoring like cameras and stuff in another location. And they asked them, you know, is anyone walking around in the ba- on the floor above the basement, like right above us? And they said no. <laughs> so um, that was basically all the stuff they got. They didn't really go over um, like if they got any EVPs or anything like that, like the results, like Ghost Hunters does. I guess you just have to go by what the camera gets to make your opinions on that one. Yeah, in those kind of situations, I feel like if they didn't go over anything, they didn't get anything. Yeah. The one thing I liked about this guy, like when they first started, I was kind of hesitant Because this guy, Ryan, kind of comes across a little fake sounding, like when he does his narration and stuff. But I don't know. But but at the end, he did something really nice. Like he got the community together to honor the people that were in our Mark Graves in the cemetery. And like they had a little ceremony and, you know, there were, I think, three different faith um, people to do a little Officials. service. Yeah. To do a little service um, for each because they don't know. I mean, yeah, there's records and there's probably people of every faith there and no faith at all and whatever. Yeah. So they had, they got who they could to do like, say their little things and stuff for the people in the cemetery. And uh, they also did, this one thing that I'm not sure what it is, but it was trying, they were, I guess they were trying to get the demon to leave and set the spirits that were trapped in there because of the demon in the building at a circle of some kind of circle of trust. <laughs> I'm no, a vortex. I don't know. Oh, a vortex. I don't know what it, what it was, but they like held hands and they like, did some kind of prayer type prayer thing. Circle? I don't know. And <laughs> I don't Seance. know. And they said that 
there was had been no activity since they did that. Oh wow. I don't know for sure because if that was in 2007, a, yeah. these other people went in 2008 and 9, but they could be investigating different buildings. I don't know. Yeah. It could have just been that one building. I also need to ask you, did you say demoned? Yes. What? Demon? Demon? There's no D on the end of demon. I don't know what I said. Did I? <laughs> you just admitted that you said demoned. I, you said... They tried to get the demon to leave. Well, like I did not, diamond, but I did not demon. mean to say demon. You just said, yeah, I said it. I, I didn't realize what you were asking. I said, did you just say demon? And you said, yeah. Okay. And then uh, the last little bit I got is one of the comments. On the, I think this was on YouTube, this uh, video of this episode, and one of the comments. I will keep the uh, the commenter nameless, but if you go see this video, you can see what his name is. <laughs> um, and he commented about uh, some occurrence he had when he was uh, a resident on the wrong side of the bars. <laughs> okay. I was actually incarcerated at the facility from October 2013 to January 2014. I can tell you firsthand that there is absolutely no doubt that this place is haunted. One account that I had was late at night. I had gotten out of my bunk to use the bathroom. When I looked out of the window of the current dorm I was placed in, I could see a woman walking in the abandoned dorm directly across the small yardway. She was sort of lurching a little bit and seemed to have a glow around her. Zombie. There was about 15 windows across the length of the building. I could see her walk past about eight of the windows. Then she vanished. Needless to say, I didn't sleep very well that night. Ha ha. I think these researchers are very dramatic and a bit silly at times, but believe me, it's all true. <laughs> dramatic and silly at times. I think that's fair. <laughs> I mean, you know what it is though with, with those. And I mean, like I, I rip on ghost adventures a lot. Well, not really rip on, but I'm not their biggest fan, but like, mm-hmm. I think a lot of that is they're overacting. Yeah. Like they're playing <laughs> to the camera. They're maybe not exactly actors, but they're kind of acting. They're trying. So to, like, I don't know. Yeah. So it's like overdone. And I think that's why, why I'm kind of, yeah. Because when you overdo, then you seem fake and yeah. everything seems fake. So it's like, well, what are you over dramatizing for like entertainment value as opposed to what are you over dramatizing because you think like you sound good. Fake. You think you sound good because you talk that way or something. <laughs> well, not even that. Just like, like f- just as like an example, like say they get like some kind of experience or EVP mm-hmm. or whatever, and um, they want to like play it up for the camera, mm-hmm. and they overdo it, and yeah. now it's like okay, but now did this actually happen, or are you like overdoing it so much because you're full of shit? Yeah. I feel like that's kind of how it comes off sometimes. And yeah. that's why I'm, I kind of like for when it's that kind of a host that I'm just like, yeah, you seem disingenuine. 
Yeah. Not to say that they are full of shit, but Mm -hmm. it's like... Yeah. And is Ghost Adventures the one where the guy screams a lot? I don't know. That's the... I think that's that's Zack with the faux hawk. Probably. I don't know. I just... Where's like the... I've seen clips and it seems like this one guy always like screams and like freaks out. (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. He gets... He just... He gets really excited. Oh, okay. He gets really excited about like everything and like that's the one where like because I actually I I actually womaned up and watched an episode for mine <laughs> and um they got they actually got a ton of EVPs, but they're the ones that, like a lot of them are like any EVP that they get, they'll like do it real time uh-huh. and then they'll back it up and replay it like three or four times in a row. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, and then they put the, like what they think that they hear it saying. And yeah. half of them, I'm like, that's not, I don't hear any words. Yeah. Like that could be anything. And then like, he'll get really excited about it. And like, that's when I'm like, I don't hear that at all. Like, mm-hmm. what are you, are you making this up? Or are you really like excited? And then maybe like amping up your excitement for the camera. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, <laughs> I don't know. Anyways. So when you say like, he's. Like, this guy sounded, like, fake in his narration and stuff. But it's, like, because it's, like, quote-unquote reality TV. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like some of those um, narrations over YouTube videos where it just sounds so, like, stilted and fake. I don't know. I don't know if you know what I mean. Like, unnatural. Yeah. Yeah. Unnatural. Like, it doesn't sound like a natural flowing talk. I think that comes from, like... He's probably like reading off of a page. <laughs> like that one podcast that I didn't want to say the name of because it's a good podcast and I don't want to turn people off to it uh-huh. by bashing it. <laughs> but the guy is like, the stories are really interesting, but the guy kind of sounds really robotic. Yeah. And it takes away from like the entertainment of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's kind of something like that. Like, because it, the episode starts off with him just talking and it's like, Really? <laughs> I watched the whole thing and it turned out interesting. So go find it on YouTube. Um, how can people find that on YouTube? Just search Paranormal State Episode mm-hmm. 1, Season 16, okay. The Asylum. The Asylum. Probably just put Paranormal State, The Asylum. Yeah, probably. Cool. Yeah, that's a good story. Mine's pretty similar. I like that twist at the end of Paranormal State when Lorraine Warren showed up. That's that was awesome. Cool. <laughs> she, dude, I, she slapped him in the face. Yeah. I want to watch it for no other reason than just to see little <laughs> little Lorraine Warren just slap a guy in the face. Well, he wasn't all that big either. That doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> She's such a bad oh, Lorraine. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. That's a very good story. Um, so mine, there were a lot of similarities, mm-hmm. like the unmarked graves and um, the, like it started out as a poor house and um, also in upstate New York, but a little west in <laughs> East Bethany, which is like a suburb of Batavia. Oh, Batavia okay. can have, su- if Bat- is Batavia big enough to have suburbs? Batavia is a city. Well, like, Canandaigua is a city, but would, like, if you lived in Bloomfield, would you say you lived in a suburb of Canandaigua? I guess you could. You could. I guess technically you could. (laughs) 
Um, Batavia is bigger than that, though, I guess. Is it? I don't know. It's bigger than you think. Sure. I've never been there. I've been there a couple times. I've seen the signs for the exit <laughs> on the throughway. <laughs> I've never been. I actually drove past there. I was at a concert in Buffalo Saturday night, so I drove like by it. <laughs> and I saw the exit for it. And I was like, oh, there I should stop off. And then I was like, no, I want to go to this concert instead. <laughs> I don't have time for that. Um, so anyway, so I did um, Rolling Hills Asylum. No. Uh, and this actually came as um, a viewer suggestion via Scott from Rochester months ago. Um, do you remember when I did the Dandy House? Yes. Because that was a suggestion of his, and he, it was like he had suggested both, both of those at the same time. Okay. Um, so I've been meaning to do this one for a while. Um, so Rolling Hills Asylum in or outside Batavia, New York, um, it was originally a stagecoach tavern hmm. uh, and was first known as the Genesee County Farm. In December of 1826, the county published a notice in the paper that as of January 1st, 1827, it was to be um, converted I guess into so. a poorhouse. Um, and with every county in – and this I learned from um, – ghost hunters when they were interviewing the owner and she was giving like the history. I think it was the owner. Uh, I think it was ghost hunters. I don't know. I watched an episode of ghost hunters and I watched an episode of, um, ghost adventure. Wait. Yeah. Ghost adventures. (laughs) So many ghosts. Um, and you know, they both similar, like they interview the, the owner and everything beforehand. So, but, um, one of them, and I think it was two different owners. Like every anything that I've watched on this place has had like a different person every time, different representative. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, wait, are these different owners, or was the owner just unavailable that day? Is this place really changing hands that often? Is it a board of directors? Are these all the board members? <laughs> it, I mean, I don't think it's that. I know <laughs> involved, but <laughs> um, so the county put a notice in the paper that as of January 1st, 1827, it was going to be functioning as a poor house or alms house. Um, and so every, okay. So I said this already, <laughs> every County in New York state had one of these, the Genesee County farm was considered to be the worst in the state. Oh, so nice. where you where you said Willard was like one of the best places to go. Uh-huh. This is the worst place you could go for conditions, treatment. It was basically just it. It just it was a shit show. Mm-hmm. Um, it just you dropped someone off there and you know yeah and drove off into the sunset. Rode off into the sunset. There were no cars back then. <laughs> uh, um, over the years, and it, so okay. So I I know what I was going to say, and I didn't write it down because I'm a dipshit. Um, but I was going to just define a poor house. Um, mm. It didn't just house the poor. It yeah. was certainly for them. Um, if if you were Im- impoverished. Yes. Is that the word? Um, <laughs> drunks, criminals, widows, orphans. Um, one, I think it was on Ghost Adventures, she... Um, points out a very um, important fact that I didn't even think of. Back in 1827, mm-hmm. 
And for a long time moving forward, women weren't allowed to own property. Oh, that's right. So, and there were a lot of farmlands out there. So if a farmer died Mm -hmm. and left his wife and children, the wife was not allowed to stay on that property. Unless she had an old enough son to inherit, I guess. Right. But like a wife and children, Mm -hmm. I'm talking about like kids. Yeah. Um, the whole family would have to move into the poorhouse. And there was no segregation between types of inmates. And that's the other thing was everybody who lived there. Yes. Everybody who lived there, no matter what the reason was called, referred to as an inmate. That's what I came across with Willard too. Like they called, they referred to everyone as an inmate there at the asylum. And I was like, inmate? Yep. So if you're an orphan child or you're a widow, and like you've committed no crime, mm-hmm. but you know, you're just a widow, you have kids and you're not allowed to own property. You and your kids have to go and be inmates at this poor house. Yeah. And there is no segregation between the criminals and the drunks mm-hmm. and the insane and the poor, like it doesn't matter. Like you are all just lumped in together. Yeah. Um, and that was there, there's a. There's a story that I'll get to that, like, there's a very disturbing like, mm-hmm. example of that. Um, so it's determined. So there was no, like, you had the unmarked graves mm-hmm. at Willard. Um, they had the same here. Um, at least 17 inmates died and are buried on the grounds and unmarked graves. They have the records of the people indicating that they died and were buried in the grounds, but Mm -hmm. there's no plot map. There's no record. There's no, um, like directory. Yeah. I guess at least Willard had an outlined cemetery. (laughs) Yeah. They didn't. And I mean, it could be a case of like, maybe they just put up like little wooden markers and similar to Willard, like now it's all overgrown. It just looks like a field and the markers have since been carried away by animals or weather or whatever the case. Yeah. Um, because you're talking, you know, how many hundreds of almost 200 years ago. (laughs) Uh, and so in addition to being a poorhouse and later an asylum, uh, it also served as a TB hospital because what building hasn't <laughs> that was built before 1920, um, an orphanage and, uh, it was last used as a nursing home. Uh, it ran as the nursing home from 1964 to 1974, and in 1974, it closed for good due to numerous code violations because- oh, nice. If we can't abuse anybody else, we're going to abuse the elderly. Yep. Um, in 2005, the owner, the, the owner at the time, I don't know if it's the, still the same owner or not, um, went upstairs in one of the rooms and found that overnight a member of a local witch coven had broken in and apparently did some kind of satanic worship ceremony. Um, I mean, real like witches, like Uh people who practice Wicca, like they're not Satan worshipers. They're, it's it's all about like your connection to the earth. Earth. Yeah. Um, and this, so whoever did this would like a terrible person. (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't want to say a terrible person, but, um, okay. I don't, (laughs) Well, no, I don't want to blur that line because there's such a misconception. Yes. Um, 
and I just want to make it clear, like, this is not what Wicca is. Yes. Um, but they left, like, this giant mess. There's symbols painted all over the walls. There were bird feathers everywhere, candles everywhere. Um, and nice. it's just, like, so much, like, so disrespectful. Ugh. And also, like, really? Now, like, you've summoned some demon here? Come on. Uh, the building is also right next to, um, she called it a power grid, but it's one of those, I mean, I guess it is. It's one of those, like, the green transformer. Things? No, but it's like one of the, you know, when you're like driving down the road and there'll be like a teeny little parking lot and a chain link fence around like the big, the big tower thing. thing. Tower. No, like the big, Okay. You drive back by a big field and there's like a bunch of big like metal towers with the lines, the power uh-huh. lines running through them. So like that, but smaller and it's only one. Hmm. That sounds like a cell phone tower. No. I know, but that's what it sounds no, like. No, a cell phone tower is the white thing. A cell phone tower doesn't really look like a tower. It's just like a white panel. It's usually stuck on the roof of a building. I don't know. We have got weird towers around here. No, it's if you saw it, you would know what I'm talking about. But it's it's an elect for it's to bring the electricity to places. That's how you get your electricity in your house. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, you don't know what I'm talking about. If you saw it, you would know what I'm talking about. Anyways, it's right. One of those is literally like right. Like you look out the window, and it's literally right there. Mm-hmm. It's literally right next to the thing. <laughs> um, and it's also. I meant to try to look up like a map of ley lines in the area and I didn't, <laughs> but, um, she said that they were right near, um, ley lines. Okay. So there's a lot of things happening. There's a lot going on here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> unmarked graves, uh, all this like devastation and power grids and ley lines <laughs> and all that shit happening. So, uh, so that's the basic history of it. Okay. Um, and then from here on out, I didn't separate history from hauntings. Oh, okay. They go ahead and hand. Um, so my first source was Weird New Jersey, which I thought was <laughs> weird because we're in New York. But I mean, I guess you're allowed to travel if you really want to. But I thought, I mean, it just... And it's the... Oh, who was it that recommend? I don't remember who it was. Somebody get, wrote us a viewer mail and recommended um, Weird Pennsylvania, I think. Oh, yeah. The I book. Think I remember so that. it's like the same logo. So, like, there's one for every state. Oh. Okay. So, because we were in Barnes and Noble and I found one for New York. Okay. And it was the same, like, logo, like mm-hmm. the same font and everything. So, this was Weird New Jersey who traveled to New York for this. I guess New Jersey doesn't have enough. And they did. <laughs> I mean, New Jersey's small. So. Uh, it's also shaped like an armpit. <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, so anyways, but weird, weird New Jersey, um, visited. And so they did like a tour and so first they had Hattie's room, which is named for a former resident. So the owner had left a, a digital recorder in there. Mm-hmm. And when she listened to it later, she could hear what sounded like an elderly woman calling out, hello. Um, 
She got in touch with a former staff member who worked there when it was a nursing home and played the Mm -hmm. recording. And the staff member was shocked because they recognized the voice of Hattie who resided in that room and was blind. And yeah, in order to get the attention of staff would call out, hello. And it's like, it's exact, sounded exact. And that was, oh, there's not a year for that. So (laughs) I don't know. Anyway. And, oh, this was the one, actually, like, I couldn't find a year. Like, I screwed the whole article. There wasn't dated. Uh-huh. So I don't know when this was. I mean, I would assume 2000 sometime, but 2002, sure. 2010, 2018. All of them. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and that was the, the next one. <laughs> the next paragraph I have current and then question mark in parentheses. <laughs> current owner. I don't know if it's still current, if Sharon is still the current owner or not. Um but she claimed she claims uh, one day one day she soon after moving. I think I wrote that wrong. <laughs> um, one day soon after she moved in to Rolling Hills, she was startled by a rat. Nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's I a know. pretty derelict building. It's rat. you know falling apart. Um, but but (laughs) it startled her. So she's like, she screamed and like ran away, which was like me in my garage last week when, what I thought was a mouse, like I moved something and it like skittered and I just saw like a ball of fur, like run and like, ah, and I was on the phone with somebody when it happened and I like screamed and he's like, what the fuck? And I'm like, I'm sorry. Something scared me. And I saw it later. It was a baby squirrel. Oh, baby, baby. Squirrel. Oh, baby squirrel. Um, a little poofy tail. <laughs> um, and we, yeah, I'm like, please don't die in the wall because you're going to stink up my whole garage. <laughs> uh, <laughs> historical home ownership problems. Uh, so the next day after that, she f- <laughs> she found the rat dead on the stairs because apparently there was only the one rat in that entire building. Hmm. So I'm going to amend that and say she found a rat dead on the stairs. Um, and she said that it looked like the neck had been snapped and it had um, like blood like oozing out of its mouth. Yeah. And right above it on the wall was a bloody handprint. Ew. And so she thinks... I don't know why she thinks it was this particular spirit. Maybe it was the vicinity of where he usually hangs out. Um, But she thinks it was the spirit of Roy who saw her freak out and then killed the rat for her. Oh, isn't isn't he so like protective and sweet? (laughs) And so Roy, Roy in life suffered from what they think was gigantism. Oh, uh, his his rich father banker, his rich banker father, <laughs> rich, rich banker father. Yeah, that's the way. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. I like like dropped <laughs> dropped him off at twelve Aww. and took off. Like just like tuck and roll, kid. Good luck, and was never seen from again. Aww. Seen from, never heard from again. Um, yeah, good good parenting. Yeah. Oh, you're you're really tall for your age. I don't know what to do with you here. Live in this asylum from 12 years old on. It's getting too expensive to clothe you. I guess. Um, <laughs> and he lived his entire life there. And when he died, he died, um, he was seven and a half feet tall. Oh, wow. 
something like that. Seven, seven something. I probably wrote it in here somewhere. Um, so his, his, uh, form, because he presents in the form of like a shadow person Mm -hmm. is seen or they think that it's him is seen very often and he's huge. Yeah. He's just this huge tall figure and like he means no harm Mm -hmm. unless you're a rat. (laughs) I wonder if there are any stray cats living there though. Like I was was thinking about cat when you said But then where did the handprint come from? Yeah. That's the thing. Cats don't have hands. Yeah. (laughs) That's the thing that makes it like, okay, maybe it was a giant hand and that's why she assumes that it's him. Oh, maybe. Um, like 10 times the size of hers. <laughs> yeah. It didn't get that specific. So she just said, I think it was Roy. Um, the second floor. Okay. I'm so, I, I want to investigate this place so, so bad. The second floor of the East Wing is referred to as the shadow hallway. So there it's really common to see shadow people just everywhere. They can take the form of a person. And mm-hmm. it'll just look like a shadow person mm-hmm. or it can just be like some kind of like, um, amorphous shape, like a, yeah, just like a shadow blob, blob, blobby. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it'll just be like a limb sticking out of a doorway, like a, an arm or a leg. Oh, <laughs> that just, that just, it gave me the weirdest image in my head. It gets better. There are also shadow figures that crawl along the floor so if you're sitting in that hallway doing like EVP or something, and then you suddenly see like a shadow person like crawling along, and I picture it as like the grudge, but just a shadow. Oh, right. You know how she like yeah, that contortion, like, and like imagine one of those that's just like skittering towards you, oh. and you're sitting there. It's because they noted like if you're sitting in that on the floor in that hallway, like mm-hmm. it. It's going to freak you out. Like, you're just going to see this thing just crawling towards you. Like, I want to do that. I want to sit in that hallway and do EVP all night. Not all night, because I want to go to the other rooms, too. (laughs) I definitely want to go to Hattie's room. And I definitely want to go to the morgue. Uh, Numerous voices, like disembodied voices, Mm -hmm. and also EVPs. Objects move. um, Knocked over. People have been shoved and knocked down, like, to the floor. Wow. Like, shoved down. I want to go to the morgue. Like, shove me, motherfucker. Um, Bring yeah, it on. Yeah, shove Ames, not me. Shove Ames. I, I, I absolutely volunteer as tribute. Um, <laughs> ooh, and the Christmas room. I want to go to the Christmas room, which I didn't – was not written down on here, but – um, it was definitely investigated by both ghost hunters and ghost adventures. Um, there's, so they made a Christmas room for the kids, mm. for like the, the spirits of the children, the orphans. Oh, okay. So there's a Christmas tree and there's like a Santa sleigh and there's like toys all over the ground and they'll sit in there and they have like storybooks to read to them. Mm-hmm. And I guess that brings them out and like they'll play with the toys and stuff. Like what I would love to do would to be put down um, like a square of tape. Like there's like cars and trucks and stuff. Mm-hmm. And some of them, they've been known to like roll back and forth. Yeah. So I would love to um, like put tape on the ground to mark it mm-hmm. and then put it there and then put a camera on it. Yeah. And then watch if it moves or not and like read a story to the. <laughs> I've already got my investigation planned, you guys. I want to go here so bad. And it's only like. It's not even far from here. 
Oh no, yeah, Batavia's like half an hour. Yeah, from where I am. when I passed it on the throughway, I was like, oh, it's right here. It's not because yeah. I was thinking I was looking at a map and I'm like, oh, it's probably like an hour, hour and a half. It's like <laughs> halfway between here and Buffalo. Yeah, like and Buffalo is like an, an hour, hour. Yeah, change so. Yeah, we're recording at my house, if you can't tell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's quiet, right? Of course it's your house. <laughs> There's not cats jumping all over the place. No, they sleep when we record. And then um, they say that the grounds are haunted as well because I couldn't find any like specific encounters mm-hmm. out on the grounds. But I think just the fact that with the unmarked graves and everything and then all the others, the, yeah. the, um, the power grid and the ley lines and all that, like all interacts, mm-hmm. um, the county refused to like cover any of the burial costs for bodies, um, which, you know, I feel like that's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was up to the asylum who, who of course is not going to do anything like spectacular. Yeah. Um, so... Like I said before, they found the records that indicate there are like, you know, 1,700 plus mm-hmm. bodies um, and that they're buried on the grounds, but they haven't found any graveyard registry or graveyard or anything like that. So they don't know where they are. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's like three times as much as mine. That's a lot of graves. I thought you said 5,000. Oh, Math wrong. Sorry. Wait. Hey. Seventeen hundred. Three times. Hundred. Oh my gosh. What is wrong with me? I heard thousand. No. I'm just going with thousand. (laughs) Seventeen hundred. Okay. That makes that's makes more sense. (laughs) Um. Ghost hunters. I love the older ghost hunters episodes because especially when. When they brought in Dave Tango, because they were yeah. like hazing him, and he, <laughs> he's so funny. Um, and it like they like joked around a lot more. I feel like mm-hmm. there was one. I think some things were going on behind the scenes in later episodes. Well, I mean that's like any any reality show. There's always stuff going on behind that you don't see. Yeah, but the. I forget if it was this one or another, because you know they did two yeah. every episode, but they did a private residence. I feel like it might have been the other half of this one. They did a private residence, and Tango was in a closet doing EVP, I think. <laughs> in a closet? Yeah. I think it was a closet or a crawl space or something. And oh, Steve small. comes in, and he's like... Here, wear this headlamp, and it's dark, so he can't. Tango can't see what he's doing. And mm. He had a fucking like kids like play tiara, <laughs> and he put it on. <laughs> I'm not sure I saw that one. When when I was watching, I was like, oh my god, I remember this one. And then Jason and Grant took him aside, and they were like, that's unprofessional. What are you doing? And he's like, I just thought it was funny to like tease the new guy. And then Jason goes, oh, no, it's absolutely hilarious, but it's unprofessional. (laughs) (laughs) But no, come on, let the boys have their fun. It was because then there's like, they do, you know, they do like the um, testimonials, I guess. Like Uh when they're like, like after the fact and they're like explaining whatever. Mm -hmm. And Steve was so serious. 
in explaining to the camera, mm-hmm. like, oh, no, yeah, you know, you always have to, to – it's like a fraternity and you have to, like, you know, haze the new guy a little bit. And, you know, I put it on his head and I told him it was a headlamp and he did the investigation and used it as a headlamp the entire – and he just was so serious as he was explaining this, which made it even funnier. And then they intercut it with um, footage <laughs> of Tango. <laughs> And the best part is it's not a headlamp, so there's no light coming off of it. Yes. But he's like pointing his head. Like, <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say, like, how does how does he use it as a headlamp? <laughs> oh, he's so adorable. And then I was because then I was thinking like he's playing along and then they interviewed him after and he's like, Oh no, yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> I just thought the batteries were dead. <laughs> like and he kept trying to like find a button to turn it on yeah like, but you're touching it wouldn't you feel like but i guess he wasn't touching like the front oh and yeah. it had like an elastic band around the back oh so. okay so that yeah i can see how i could think it was a headlamp <laughs> <laughs> okay it gets better anyway um <laughs> so in the course of their investigation um Dustin, remember Dustin? Dustin yeah. Perry. He was down in the electrotherapy room and he was touched on his ear. Mm. And then also in the basement, Jason and Grant, um, there was this, I forget which store it was, if it was just um, to like a storage room or if it was like the, uh, like one, like a refrigerator door mm-hmm. or something, but it was this two inch thick metal like solid metal door yeah and when they were doing the initial like tour mm-hmm. like when they first got there they were like yeah this door doesn't really move so be careful like coming you have to like maneuver around it to get in and out of this room uh-huh. and then jason and grant walk in and i think i forget if grant was i think grant went in first and then jason tried to walk it so the door opened inward mm-hmm and then as Jason was walking in the door, cause Grant walked in and then went around the door, mm-hmm. the door shut on Jason, oh. like in the middle of the doorway. And then, so then they start arguing cause Jason's like, stop fucking around. Mm-hmm. Like, let the, let me in. And Grant's like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm not doing anything. And Jason's like, open, like stop pushing the door. And Grant's like, I'm not touching the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Jason like shoves the door. And then the door shoves back on him. Oh. <laughs> and then, um, so he, so then Grant comes to help him push it mm-hmm. and neither of them can move it. And wow. it's just stuck there. So, um, that was something. And then I wrote, P.S. There are bats. Oh, yeah. Cause that was, that was the one. <laughs> Is it the one where, uh, what's his name? Steve gets, got freaked out by bats. Or no, or was this a different one? There, because like, so, he has so many phobias. <laughs> well, there, there was. I think this was the one. There was um, a giant spider, like on a windowsill, mm-hmm. like a giant spider. And I know he has definitely a huge thing for spiders. And I forget who he was with. It might have been Dustin, but it might have been Andy. I don't remember. We remember Andy? Oh man, we're back in the day now. <laughs> so old school ghost hunters. Um, it's oh well, not that old. It's um. Oh, no, that's Ghost Adventures. Where did I write? Oh, yeah, season two. Yeah, so it is old. Um, 
he was with one of those two. Mm-hmm. And he like he saw it and he's like freaking out and whoever he was with was like no man look it's dead see and like he like blew at it or waved at it or something and it moved <laughs> and he's like no it's not it's alive look at it it's so huge it's moving and he's the other guy's like no 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 I blew on it I just blew on it and it moved over and Steve's like no it it crawled it crawled <laughs> poor Steve <laughs> so <laughs> it was a giant ass fucking spider though. Um, this was the one, so Jason and Grant were down in the basement and like they heard movement or something. They were like, what's that? What was that? Oh. And then it like went by and they were like, oh no, I saw something move. And then it flew at them and it was a bat. And then they, because you know, what's professionalism. So then they called down, I think it was Tango and. (laughs) Yeah, I remember this. And they were like, sit in the middle of the hallway is the best place to be to see it. And then they got dive bombed by the bat. <laughs> like, wait, but you just yelled at Steve for doing that. But I, it was probably a different day. It probably happened later. Yeah, but like you, like you can't tell. Like that's on perfect. But I mean, they had the guy walking around in a tiara. So yeah. I mean, I guess maybe it. You know. But yeah, then they were like, sit here, and then they start getting dive bombed by the bat. Here, like risk having rabies. <laughs> no. They won't give you rabies. I had a bat in my house last year. I know. That was a weird noise they make. It sounds like, um, it's like, because they use radio frequencies. Yeah. It's weird. And that's what it sounds like. And it's like, you don't so much hear it as kind of like feel it in the back of your skull. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. That was really cool. I would have kept that thing if I could. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm... I did think, like, I'll just let him stay. He's cute. His little furry little face. It was, like, hanging upside down from my picture frames on the wall. <laughs> but then I was like, I don't really want to be cleaning up bat shit all day. Yeah. Guano. So, want some guano? Literal bat shit. <laughs> guano. Um, no, but bats are awesome. But if you guys go here ever, just be aware that there are bats. Maybe or there were. <laughs> huh? Maybe wear a hat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, you know. They'll leave you alone. They'll they'll swoop you, but they won't. Hopefully, won't land on you. Trust no. Trust me. If you <laughs> try, act, just act like you're trying to catch it. Okay. Because then you definitely won't. It <laughs> definitely will not touch you. Because that motherfucker took me like eight hours <laughs> to get it out. Oh, um. So, Ghost Adventures. What did Ghost Adventures get? Ghost Adventures is season four, episode two. Um. So they got two photos that had shadow figures or two photos that each had a shadow figure mm-hmm. um, that were very tall and it matched the description of Roy, um, our good friend of Roy. Uh, oh, and you know what? That other story I was going to come back to, I didn't write down the details because th- this is Roy and the other guy I was going to talk about is I think Ray oh. Raymond. Or something um and i forget where he hangs out but I'll, I'll come back to him um oh no he is here raymond okay oh i didn't put where he hangs out though uh so zach oh with jesus Christ, it's the very next thing zach provoked raymond mm. I, so provoking i've provoked before but not i feel like I think that's another thing that turns you off to ghost adventures is I think Zach goes a little bit overboard with the provoking. Like he jumps yeah. to it really quick. Yeah. And he goes from like zero to a hundred really quick with it. 
and I think that I don't. You got to be careful with provoking. I I don't entirely agree with that method. Yeah, that personal preference, I guess. But I'm kind of don't be disrespectful. Like don't be yeah. mean to them. Although this guy was a piece of shit by all accounts, so I guess you could be mean to this guy. But yeah, I was gonna say. Um, I guess it kind of depends on who you are trying to provoke. Like Roy. Like don't be mean to Roy. Oh, Roy's no. a sweetheart. Don't he be. kills rats for you. Yeah, and leaves them as tributes. Raymond, however, so when I talked about before about how there was no segregation Mm -hmm. for whatever reason you were there for, so you had women and children on the same floors as as criminals. So Raymond was known to have molested little girls. Oh. So, yeah, that's why these places were so – well, one of the reasons these places were so terrible was, you know, you had, Mm -hmm. you know, monsters, literal monsters, like – in the same hallway, like or right next door to orphans. little kids, yeah, <laughs> orphans. So you know, orphans had no one looking out for them. Like if you yeah. were there, like with your mother, at least you had your mother there with you. Yeah, and if you were an orphan, you were like on your own. So I didn't put the location of this. It was in one of the hallways. I want to say second floor, mm-hmm. but I don't know that for sure. Um. So Zach was provoking him and he felt hands and pressure on his chest. Mm -hmm. Like somebody was pushing on him and he had like difficulty breathing. Like he had Mm -hmm. like, it was that hard. Um, So he says, you standing right in front of me, Raymond, because I'm not afraid of you. And then they play back the EVP EVP, (laughs) and it says, I'm not scared. Oh, Mm -hmm. nice. Um, and then, so this other guy, Aaron, I, I'm like, I'm trying to think because I don't know these guys yeah. as well. So I'm, I'm trying to like, how can I like describe him? But I mean, I guess it's not that important, but I think he was like, he had like, maybe doing the camera or something. I don't know. Um, but anyways, this guy, Aaron, if you guys watch the show, you know who it is. Um, he said he felt spider webs on his face. This was, was this the same yeah, see, I don't remember if this was the same area, if this was a different room. Mm. No, maybe it was the same. I think it was the same area. But anyways, so Aaron feels spider webs on his face, so he's, like, trying to wipe it off. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, get off my face, and he couldn't. Like, it just was staying. So then they played back the sound from that instance, and there's an EVP that says, it's so funny, I just slapped y'all bitches. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so Ghost Adventures, they're very, very liberal with their quote unquote EVPs. Mm-hmm. Like I said before, like most of them, I'm like, I didn't hear that. Mm-hmm. All I hear is like air. Like yeah. that could be anything. And like when they play it repeatedly and then they put up the words that they say that it is, like your brain is automatically going to hear it yeah so i try to like not look at that and see if i can hear it Mm -hmm. for myself so i didn't write them all down um i just wrote down the ones that i was like okay i could hear that Mm -hmm. um so that was one of them i just slapped y'all bitches interesting (laughs) and it's like as like they play it like real time and it's like as he's like wiping his face off and he's like a spider web on my face like no you didn't you got hit by a ghost (laughs) um so then they had 
pretty run-of-the-mill, who's in here, get out. Uh, we're here to talk with you or any of your friends. Let's brawl. Um, oh, there was one. How about singing? Can you sing for us? <laughs> Certainly. <laughs> but then I don't think that there was any actual singing after that. Or maybe it was not able to be picked up. Um, they had, maybe they had another one that was really interesting. Um, they're walking around with a digital thermometer also. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I just did that with my hands. <laughs> um, it was hilarious though. I just made a really weird hand gesture that has nothing to do with the thermometer. Um, I don't know. <laughs> it looked more like playing video games. Yeah. That's what, but like. <laughs> oh, with like a, the Nintendo Switch or something maybe because they moved independently of each other. But my thumbs are moving like there's joysticks. You guys, I don't know. Um, but so they're walking around with the thermometer and it's like in the like mid-60s, the mm-hmm. temperature. Um, and they say, somebody says, what's your sign? And the, this might have been in the room where they found all the, the satanic worship stuff. Mm-hmm. The thermometer started going up. It was 65 point something or like 65, like high 65s, I think. Mm-hmm. And it started going up and it stopped at 66.6. Okay. Yeah. Not cool. Yeah. Um, and then in response to somebody, they, somebody heard an, a noise and they said, who's out there? There was a disembodied scream, followed by a whispered, I'm here, followed by a door slamming by itself. Hmm. Now, was this all EVP or was the scream audible to the people in the room? Uh, Oh, that's an excellent question. I think the... Because I'm assuming the noises were audible to the people in the room at the time. Well, the door slamming definitely was. And there were other noises. Mm Mm-hmm. Before, I think I'm only hesitating because I'm like, wait, am I mixing this up with another disembodied scream? Oh, okay. but I know I think this was the one that they heard. No, it was because it was Zach and he. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that? I heard that. There, um, the scream was audible on okay. their own. The I'm here was the EVP okay. and then the door slammed. And so those were the, I mean, they got a lot more than that, mm-hmm. but those were the ones that I was like, I'm like, <laughs> I, okay, I heard that. Uh-huh. And I mean, even to that extent, like even like any of these shows, it's like, it's, you know, yeah. reality TV is not actually real. <laughs> I had this discussion with my cousin the other day yeah, because she, there's some reality TV that she's really into. And like, if you like to watch that stuff, that's fine. You just take it with a grain or a yeah. bucket of salt. <laughs> but it's not. She's like, but it seems so real. And I'm like, but it's scripted. In it's some not. Fashion. It's yeah. It's, there's somebody behind the camera whispering, Hey, do this. Mm-hmm. Just do this real quick. Or, Hey, can you like react like this to this situation? Or, um, wait, stop. That didn't go right. Let's, can you come enter the room again? Yeah. Do that over again. Um, it, and I mean, it's not to say that it's like 100% made up, mm-hmm. but it, there are definitely, um, direct situa- situations are swayed or influenced a little bit. Yeah. Some shows more than other shows. Yeah. So, you know, it, and it's like any of these things I'm always like, 
that's why I always want to go to these places. Cause I'm like, <laughs> but I like, you're showing me this, mm-hmm. but I'm not there. So yeah. what, like, how real is this actually? Mm-hmm. Or how do I know there isn't somebody like in post-production whispering into a microphone doing like ADR or something, mm-hmm. you know, like, I mean, that's really fake, but and I think that's an extreme example, but yeah, I'm I mean, not there. I don't know. Exactly. Uh, all, I mean, all the stories that I'm not there for, it's like, hmm, but experiencing some things personally can lead you to understanding more also. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. There's always two sides to it, I guess. Um, so Rolling Hills, you can go to rollinghillsasylum.com for information. They have like the history of the grounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have not so much uh, ghost information. Mm-hmm. Um but you can – they don't do walk-ins. You have to call in advance. But they do tours uh-huh. and they do ghost hunts, private and public. Okay. Um, I really want to go this summer. <laughs> they do – if you go during the week, it's like 500-something for up to 10 people. Oh. And it's eight hours for a private hunt. So you have, so the you get 10 friends together. It's 50 bucks a person. You yeah. get the whole building from 7 PM to 3 AM and they'll give you a tour beforehand too. Cause then I was looking at it and I was like, well, but if I want a tour of it, so I know where I'm going and everything. And yeah. Um, and, uh, I had a question about the building yeah. and it's, it's been, has it been the, Basically the same building this entire time or has it been expanded? I think it was – so it looks pretty small. Okay. I mean – For for what it for is. For what it is. Yeah. it's I just shouldn't say small. But it um, like it started out as a stagecoach tavern and mm-hmm. I think it was expanded upon that building okay. at the time. But I don't think – there wasn't really anything about – um, renovations or anything. So I think it stayed pretty much the same. It would have had to have been, um, touched up oh, yeah. at some point because it ran as a nursing home through 74. Yeah. So it couldn't have been that same 1826 building. Okay. Um, but like, doesn't seem to be too much like big additions or anything. No. Okay. Cause like, I did not realize how giant willard is like yeah well you said like 70 buildings you see aerial pictures of just the location like um i think i sent you some like i think there were artist sketches or Mm -hmm. etchings or something from the newspapers at the time of an aerial shot of it and even then it looked like huge but you look at like google maps now and like all of what the area of ovid is used to be the asylum and it's like like the correctional facilities here and then the lake is here from there to the lake it was all the asylum's grounds Mm -hmm. it's like massive and it's yeah so that's why i was wondering how big yours was (laughs) her here to there was one end of the arm of the chair to the other end of the arm of the chair (laughs) just so you guys know 
from here to there. Okay, well, because I said from the where the correctional facility. I know, is now. but you're like you're saying from here to there, and you're pointing. I was yes. just giving them the visual breakdown of what you were doing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I want to I want to get a group together and do this this summer. Yeah. Anyway, that's our asylum episode. Okay. I guess we have no closing banter. So thanks for potting with us. Don't forget to pod next time. Same pod time. Same pod channel. Potting, 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 podcast. Podcasts. Podcasts. Meow. 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 Meow.